Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're working our way through 1 Timothy in our current series, Behave Yourself. Now let's jump in and hear what Kurt has to say. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth, sitting in the studio here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And the studio really keeps out all of the outside sound. We have a school band uh, that is in the room next door with tubas and trumpets, and well, we don't hear it. We just are kind of in our own little cave here. But uh, today, the alarm system is going off in the building, and faintly in the background, you might hear a little bit of a buzzing. So that's not your car. <laughs> that's not your cell phone. Uh, that's, uh, that's a fire alarm test in the background. Not sure if you can hear it, but we can hear it just faintly here in the studio. Hey, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we talked about uh, the last days and the danger of departing from the faith yesterday, or last episode, I should say. But now we're in verse number 6 uh, of chapter 4, and I want you to see uh, what the Bible says there, uh, where the Word of God says, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things. So the things we talked about last episode, the, the, the faith, uh, the importance of recognizing the provision of God, like food, being thankful, praying, the Word of God, all of that. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So Paul directly addresses Timothy here and says, Timothy, I've just taught you a truth that the Holy Spirit has expressly taught us, and that is the danger of false doctrine. And Timothy, you're a good minister if you remind people of these things often. You know, it's interesting, often, I know some preachers um, who like to talk about all the positive things in Jesus Christ and really like to emphasize, you know, how we can have fellowship with him and walk with him. But some people that I hear occasionally preach, it seems like they never talk about the things that try to pervert Christianity, the try, things that Satan tries to use to pull Christianity down. Um, but that's part of preaching is, is emphasizing, yes, these are the bad things that Satan wants to attack us with. And the Bible tells us we are to be aware of our adversary, the devil. We are to know what he is like and how he wants to destroy the church of God. Because if we ignore the negative side, so to speak, then if we're not careful, people will be blindsided. If people are not warned about false teachers and how they are hypocrites who are lying and all the things they are doing and how they're teaching and what they're teaching, if they're not aware of that, they may very easily fall prey to some very charismatic speaker uh, who has a lot of just ability to speak and go off into error. A good minister is one who's willing to remind people of the truths that people need. Um, some truth is more, and as you as you pointed out, John, some truth is more pleasing to preach than others. I mean, who doesn't want to preach John three sixteen? But there are other truths in the Bible that are harder to receive and harder to preach. And yet, the Bible says we are to be nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So, Timothy. I gave you these good words. I warned you about things. You've been discipled. 
Now, Timothy, make sure that you are providing this diet for others. A good mom who uh, feeds her children uh, makes them eat their peas. You know, if all we ever did was serve dessert, if all we ever did was uh, give them candy and, and that which children crave, uh, you're really not being a good minister. You're not being a good mother. Uh, the, a good minister is one that's going to give the food that tastes good, the food that doesn't taste so good, but the food that is good. And uh, Timothy, be a good minister. Give people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. You know, I think this gets back to the issue and the, the practice principle of just being balanced in ministry, where we're given the whole doctrine of God, the whole counsel of God. You know, again, I know some people who preach a lot from just the New Testament, but never the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament ought to be preached as well. We ought to give people the whole counsel of God. And that is the balance that all of us must maintain in life is that we don't allow some part of our faith to become just preeminent to the neglect, to, to the neglect of other issues. We have to be balanced as Christians. Timothy, make sure that your ministry centers on the Word of God, you're nourished up in the words of faith, and of good doctrine. So good doctrine is good teaching. So Timothy, make sure that the basis for your message is always the words of faith, the Word of God, and then make sure that you are teaching the Word of God in a way that's consistent with what it says. Uh, And then the Bible says in verse 7, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. And Timothy, as a preacher, yes, you should be centered on the word of God and good doctrine, but Timothy, you need to be careful as well about the other sources of information out there that that are vying for equal footing with the word of God. And he calls them here profane and old wives' fables. Yeah, it's true, Pastor, that in life often people sometimes leave the word of God even issues the Word of God deals with and tries to get people's opinions and go out and find other things that really may not be worth anything at all. You know, I know people sometimes who say, and we've all heard this, people say something and we think, where in the world did you get that from? Well, they went to some source, so to speak, that was erroneous and it was a waste of time. And, and Paul knows that people, ministers of God, will just get on the wrong focus, on the wrong track, if they don't stay faithful to go into the Word of God, being nursed by the Word of God, and shutting things out that are just going to bring confusion. Paul is really picking up on the theme of the book here. Remember, uh, for this cause left I thee in Ephesus, um, that th- that he, he would establish the uh, the faith and and deal with these false teachers. And so, Timothy, you beware yourself that you don't be influenced by this because it's easy as a preacher to just get on the latest fad or the latest argument or the latest no just be quote unquote a boring preacher next chapter next verse give people the word of god teach it in a way that's consistent with what the word of god says and people will grow it's not rocket science refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness In other words, the Word of God has a purpose, and the purpose for the Word of God is to produce in us a godly character. It's the Word of God that is used by the Spirit of God to make the child of God more like the Son of God. That's the process of sanctification. So, Timothy, you know, stay on course. 
you know, Satan knows the power of the Word of God, and he knows the necessity of the Word of God in the body of Jesus Christ, in the church. And that's why he fights so much against that, even from the very beginning. And so as we see time and again, Paul is emphasizing to Timothy the Word of God, doctrine, the faith. Paul keeps coming back to that because that is so imperative for the Christian life. You know, we all probably have seen people who are looking, what is the secret to Christian living? Hoping there's just some magical way that someday I'm going to wake up and have no more problem with sin at all. The Bible teaches us what we have to be in is the Word of God. I think in John 17, where Jesus prays to the Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Psalm 1 talks about the Word of God. And we can mention many passages, emphasize the Word of God, meditate, memorize, read, dwell in it. That is the way to God living. And as you mentioned, Pastor, the Spirit takes that in our lives and transforms us into the image of Christ. And you have to love the metaphor that the apostle uses in verse number seven, because he says, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. The word of God was never meant to just be an intake source. The word of God was always intended to be that which comes in so that we can work it out in our lives. Much the same way that we take in food and calories and protein and the rest of it, carbs, and and so so that, that translates into the energy that we expend and the exercise of our lives. So exercise was a big thing back in Timothy's day. Uh, the, the Roman society really put a high premium on physical activity and physical, physical exercise. Sports and sporting events were um, of high value in those days. So exercise yourself would have been a metaphor that everybody would have understood And when you think about exercise, you think about a daily activity. Exercise was something that you can't just say, okay, I'm going to exercise, you know, an hour a day for the next 30 days and then get to the end of the month and say, you know, I've not exercised this month, so I'm just going to take the next two days and just exercise 24-7. It doesn't work that way. Exercise is something that you do daily, methodically, consistently, And that's exactly how the Word of God works. Look at verse number eight. Bodily exercise profiteth little. What that means is for a little time, only for this life. It does profit, of course. Our bodies are important, but next to our spiritual lives, next to our eternal lives, the Bible says, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. You know, Paul wants his people to remember the Christians here, as he does in many parts of the epistles he writes. He wants people to remember about eternity. Live with with eternity in view. Remember that what we're doing now spiritually affects not just who we are, what we do today. It affects people around us for eternity. You know, the way that we follow Jesus Christ has an influence. Uh, In a message you preached recently, Pastor, you talked about how that everybody has influence, even a third grader. You know, the K-5 looks up to the third grader. All of us have influence in life, and Paul reminds us we need to be careful what we're doing, live a spiritual life pleasing to God, because it will affect today, affect tomorrow, affect eternity, and that must always be before our eyes. And the apostle says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. All the word of God is true, but when special attention is given to say, hey, this is something of exceptional value that needs to be 
carefully remembered, and that is that godliness is profitable forever, uh, both in this life and the life to come. And so believe that, understand the truth of that, and then live that way, that your spiritual life is more important than just the, the stuff you do uh, or, or physical activity. And so let's put it in its proper perspective. Man is spirit, soul, body. And your priorities ought to reflect spirit, soul, body. And godliness, being like Christ, is right there at the very top. Well, I hope that helps today. Going to jump into uh, verse number 10 tomorrow. Hope you'll be ready with your Bible open. Have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.